You're listening to Cobb Conversations on the Business of Brands with Sudeep Chawla and Sharavana Raghavan. So, Sudeep, we're in the last quarter of the year, and people are going in for the performance reviews. So, they're going to get feedback, especially the marketers, performance-based and behavior-based feedback. So let's preempt that conversation for the marketers who are listening into this podcast. Let's tell them what they need to have, what qualities they need to portray to be better marketers, and more importantly, how they can get better at this. So this becomes like a cheat sheet before they go in for the annual reviews. Now I think the annual reviews would possibly be a little bit of a more elaborate affair. because they they'll get feedback on behaviors that they have already demonstrated and they will also get feedback on fitment against companies company values also but yes let's take that up although none of us claims to be an absolute expert marketer but yes bases are combined experience of a few decades we can possibly put a list together that we have observed from some of the good marketers that we have seen from close quarters so where are we kicking things off first okay so i think the very first one is the flair for storytelling a person's ability and more than the ability the interest to try and encapsulate a topic into a story of sorts which will evince interest from the audience at the receiving end basically to keep the audience hooked into the narrative yes and usually i found that it is not just about telling it in the most entertaining manner usually it involves first breaking it down in your own head then simplifying it in your own head first and then replaying it for the audience and both of us would have heard this from a lot of people when they say that why don't you explain to me like i am an 8 year old what they really want to know is whether you've thought it through whether you broken it down and then whether you have the clarity and the flair to tell it in a super interesting manner which will pique their interest the dimension that i wanted to add was that a marketer usually talks to audiences of different kinds and this is something that i mentioned earlier in one of the previous podcasts that you will end up talking to the top management the cxos of the company you will end up talking to your reporting managers you will end up talking to your peers you will end up talking to cross functional team members who are finally going to execute some of the tasks that you kick off and you will end up talking to people in sales executives your field employees yeah who are finally going to take your product to the to its intended audience and when you're talking to each one of them you will need to have the ability the maturity to temper your pitch to choose what part of the pitch would work for these guys as you go higher people want to be engaged with principles and as you go down people want to be engaged with evidence principles versus evidence slash execution that is the entire spectrum so principles is why you are doing something and what would happen once you are able to fully execute it and what are the key indicators 
that you are in the right direction or you have reached the state that you wanted to reach. So those are principles. Other end of the spectrum is execution. What will you do to make progress in the intended direction? It is your all your executions. It is what point of sale material are you making? What advertising are you making? What digital campaign are you going to run? So it is all about elements. Therefore, this is an entire spectrum which goes from why to possibly how and what. And different audiences lie on different ends of this spectrum. And the marketer therefore has to clearly know what kind of audience needs to be engaged with what part of the message for the same mission. So that's the distinction I wanted to draw. And how does one get better at this? So I think uh, it's an old adage that practice makes a man perfect, man slash woman perfect. Now, that is true for this one as well. I can possibly give a suggestion on how to practice this. So there are two parts to this. First part is in your head or if you want to write, do write it down. Draw some concentric circles, inwards to outwards. Then write names of people. You know, starting from the ones that you are most comfortable with and go outwards towards people that you are least comfortable with. You might want to write your the names of your family members or your best friends in the inner circle and then you go out and you say some of the acquaintances who possibly you bump into every day in your office. Then some other acquaintance on in the outside circle, possibly some acquaintances whom you possibly bump into once a month, etc. in your society. Yeah, then somebody else, then somebody else like that. So in decreasing order of comfort, just write those names down. Now this becomes your, you know, circle of practice. So the principle is that you start from the innermost circle. You work on your delivery and then you keep going outwards to check what is the kind of comfort you have developed in your delivery. So the inner circle gives you comfort on your delivery. And therefore that is where you develop confidence. And then you test out the confidence by going outside. What would you test out on? And one of the commonest things that I've seen and done is to try and read newspaper every day. Find a news that really interests you. Research it. Think about it. Break it down in your head. And that becomes your mission that you have to deliver this to other people and in a manner that will interest them. I think that's awesome because... I wasn't quite expecting you to have a framework to get better at storytelling. I thought it's more a natural flair. And uh, I think this is a very, very simple exercise. And this also goes back to the point where a lot of people, when they present in meetings, right? You see people who put up their slides and read off it. Mm. And there are people who put up the slides and then give you a story behind each of the slide that they've made. Yeah. And that's the difference, right? Yes. Awesome. Okay, the next one I have a problem with. You keep saying measure what you treasure, measure what you treasure all the time. And I see that the next point on the list Mm. is about being comfortable with ambiguity. Correct. Aren't you contradicting yourself here? Okay, let me explain myself. So when I say comfort with ambiguity, my invitation to all the marketers and budding marketers is that you are bound to get into situations or areas where you will not have perfect data. In fact, if you are really 
being brave you will you are bound to get into situations where you don't have any data areas which are completely unknown to you etc now honestly if you have never been in such a situations i think you are not being brave, brave enough or you are not challenging the boundaries of yourself as a marketer and your brand you know when you sp- step into uncharted territories you immediately might feel uncomfortable it is natural for everybody to feel comfortable with numbers because when there are numbers then you get some kind of certainty around it but when i ask you to become comfortable with ambiguity what i mean is that you should be comfortable generating numbers in ambiguity what i mean is that once you get into an uncharted territory if you're a good marketer you will find sufficient surrogates yeah to arrive at certain data points which will help you navigate that situation or navigate that area you use that data those data points to first create sufficient conviction in your heart then what you do is you use those data points as well as your own conviction to convince people around you every time you do this you do this along with a story which is where your flair for storytelling comes into play and every time you see a positive reception at the other end it keeps strengthening your own conviction but isn't that a bit of a gray area where you're convincing yourself in something you're not very sure about so you are not sure about when you entered there but then you generated some data around it you thought about it a bit more you use some surrogates and then you found some way to possibly give you a an estimated measure of where you are going got it so keep getting sure as you progress with it correct correct got be got comfortable it. about stepping into ambiguity because if you are smart enough you will find surrogates to get data that data will never be perfect because it is it is coming from surrogates but it will give you a very good guidance and then when you are activating your plans that is where you start measuring that whether you are moving in the right direction or not so that is where measure what you whatever you treasure comes from got it so this particular point sharon specifically is around the, it supports my other point where i say that uh, people in sales sell products and services and marketers are supposed to be the best sales person in the room because what they sell is their conviction yeah oh, true very true yes and conviction selling is any way any day different and difficult more difficult then selling a product or a service you are actually generating belief yeah it's abstract right yeah. it's abstract yeah so when martin luther king said i have a dream what he was doing he was selling conviction he did not say i have a plan or i have a product so therefore you sell the why and then people get around it and possibly you know uh, buy whatever else you are selling along with it absolutely so therefore the chain of conviction goes from convincing yourself convincing people around you convincing your reporting authority etc then convincing the entire management and then finally via your marketing tools or marketing campaigns you know convincing the world what you are essentially doing you are transferring your conviction from deep within your heart to the world at large but it all started from you stepping into uncharted territory where you did not have any data to start with right so it sounds a lot like a confidence game yes but how does one improve this aspect of 
this trait as a marketer so i found this very uh, fascinating from the very start when i used to read these interviews that consulting companies subject people to they will subject you to some random situations and you are supposed to generate some surrogate data to arrive at an answer so for example one of their questions that i remember was how many tennis balls can fit into an airplane now they don't expect you to know everything around it but they expect you to make educated guesses yeah so you will say okay uh, in an airplane there are possibly 24 rows yeah each row has in a domestic airplane has six seats so 144 seats yeah so each seat has about this much area so about when you sit you know it has about 3 feet of area in front of you yeah between each seat so therefore when you are placing 24 rows it is about 72 feet of distance so that's the length of that seating area yeah then you add some bit of length ahead for the uh, for the area where the service begins and the captain and the crew so maybe an another you know about 15 feet ahead and then about uh, 15 16 feet behind yeah and if you think of it as a cylinder so that gives you the height of the cylinder so 16 15 plus 15 30 plus 72 about 102 feet of height yeah now volume of a cylinder is pi r square h so you know pi which is 3.14 you just need the radius h is 102 feet now height is when you stand up in a plane yeah you will possibly observe that the height is about 6 and a half feet to 7 feet of a plane so that gives you the radius so therefore you can calculate the volume of a plane thinking of it as a cylinder yeah then you calculate the volume of a ball yeah so pi r cube is the volume of a ball yeah so therefore uh, you then assume radius some radius for the tennis ball now you know volume of the ball you know volume of the plane now this is where some bit of concept might come in where you might say that you know if you divide the two you can get how many balls can fit in but you can't divide exactly ex- exactly both of them because once the ball start fitting they will there will be some empty spaces in between them so if you have read chemistry you will know that there is something called hexagonal close packing hcp it has a packing factor of about 85% yeah so you divide it and multiply it by 85% that will tell you how many balls can fit in into an airplane now my answer could actually be 50% wrong but to a consultant company it doesn't matter why because i've used educated guess to come up with something and more often than not the person sitting in front of me will not be able to better me in this logic so i am convincing myself there is conviction transference yeah and then i keep convincing people so this is possibly the first time i've heard why why engineers get into marketing <laughs> <laughs> and one i don't i don't like it <laughs> but i see the conviction being transferred yes and you don't need to be an engineer for all of this i'm just saying that there are various ways of working out answers to a problem right it's about the logic being very clear about the logic you're after and therefore finding answers based on that logic and using variety of surrogates here and there so therefore my advice if you want to really practice it is to you know possibly start with some of these questions you will find them very easily online consulting interview questions 
Yeah, these are the kind of questions that BCG, Bain, McKinsey, etc. ask in their interviews. What you can also do then later on, when you come across situations, uncertain situations like this, try to think how will you estimate something. You're listening to Cobb Conversations on the Business of Brands. Your hosts are Sudeep Chawla, marketing practitioner, business leader, and educator to advertising and marketing professionals, and Sharavana Raghavan of Vitral Brand Expertise, growth consultants to consumer-facing brands and businesses. For more information, go to cobcast.net. If you find this podcast helpful, please help us by telling your friends and rating us. So after comfort with ambiguity, the next one is consumer centricity. Right. But but isn't that a bit of a banal point? Because isn't all marketing about consumer centricity? It actually is. But I'm I'm keeping it here to drive upon a very, very important point. Too often I've seen that, uh, you know, when you join a brand new, when you take up a brand, one of the first things that you do is you go to the consumer, understand the brand, understand how your brand consumer behaves or is likely to behave. So you do that. But after spending some bit of time on the brand, I've seen too often, a lot of the brand managers become so comfortable that they start believing that they know the brand better than their consumers. And secondly, they also start thinking in a lot of the case that they are the consumers. And that becomes starts becoming dangerous because then you live in an eco chamber. Then you start predicting, then you start speaking for the consumer, etc. And that is what one has to guard against always. And I think that's actually a marketer's hubris where they lose the humility yeah. To think they know who the consumer is and yeah. to stay grounded and be connected to what the consumer is doing, saying, thinking. I think that's pretty central. How, how can one get better at being more consumer centric? I am sure you would remember this. When we were in marketing in Cadbury, one of the invitation our marketing director, Mr. Sanjay Purohit used to give to us was that every month he wanted us to do a few consumer immersions and come back and record it in a format which says, what did I learn new from the consumer? And what did I know that got validated by the consumer? He always used to force you to think about things that you observed new. And therefore, he continuously made sure that we were always learning from the consumer. That's so true. I think that is the simplest way of doing it. And it's helped me in great stead because yeah. when you go across different markets, different categories, mm. this culture of visiting the consumers just understanding their life spending time with consumers mm. is actually the gold for most marketers that's yes. the only way you discover insights correct so therefore just force yourself to fill up this box what did i learn new from the consumer and you will continue to learn from them got it okay yeah. so the next one is also going back to the a previous episode of scaring a marketer <laughs> Doesn't curiosity kill the cat? And why will it spare a marketer? <laughs> okay. So the next one actually is the marketer should be super curious. Now, 
Sharan has a genuine question. Why won't curiosity kill the marketer? I would say lack of curiosity certainly will. Too often, marketers will work with a lot of the people who are supposed to either help formulate or help execute the plans that marketers would put together. A lot of these guys are functional experts in their domain. And hence, the marketer will not be the ultimate authority on that subject. But the marketer is the owner of the initiative and therefore he would need to decide on most of those subjects. The marketer needs to be super curious because at the first uh, instance, you will get to hear a lot of technical terms from the functional expert. The marketer would need to ask a lot of hows and whys to really peel the onion and get to the core of why what is being said. That is where you discover the core reason and core reasons are usually very easy to understand. The fundamentals, right? Yes. And I think this is what Naval Ravikant, the person you also quote often, he speaks about saying, learn the fundamentals of any subject and you will never be in doubt. Correct. That you'll be able to understand even the most complex aspects of the subjects. Correct. Exactly. The word that I use for this is intellectual humility. This is something which is used very widely at my current organization, where the belief very clearly is no matter how expert you are, there is always more to know than what you know. Brilliant. I think that's that's a brilliant way of putting it. So I think this is something which is going to help you in your storytelling also. The whole practice of understanding something and asking a lot of why question to discover the root of it. When you're doing this in isolation, read any complex subject, anything, you know, in a newspaper or a book. And then think of Google as your partner. Write all the why questions that come to your head and keep peeling the onion. Usually it is said that after you've asked five whys is when you face truth and nothing but the truth. The other way is to do it with in conjunction with somebody where, you know, whenever you hear something, show genuine interest and then ask a lot of why questions, you will start understanding, you will get to the basics very soon. That's an easy sounding exercise, but I'm sure the why questions will not be so easy. They won't be. They will, you will need to practice them. But this is something that uh, you could do in very simple, very easy situations. Right. Awesome. And the next point makes me very happy now. Because after all the talk of humility as a marketer, you finally acknowledge that marketers are the kings. Yes. So the fifth quality that I wanted to speak about is being a king without the crown. Whether we like it or not, marketers are going to lead a lot of projects. Most of those projects hopefully will lead the organizations into new uncharted territories and hopefully help them break new barriers. When the organization wants to get there, organization would need to formulate and execute. All of this is done via people who are, as I said, functional experts in their area, your packaging experts, R&D experts, market insights experts, sales experts, production experts, manufacturing experts, logistics experts, sourcing experts, procurement experts, etc. And most of them don't report to you. They don't even have the same KRAs. So therefore, you might think of yourself as a king because you're leading the project, but you don't have any crown on your head. Yeah, and your stakeholders could even be senior to you within the organization. More often than not, they are. They are more senior to you. Yeah, by experience and a lot of the times by rank also. What will determine your success 
is your ability to get work done from them especially when they are not reporting to you that's amazing so how how does one do it though this is where all the other four come to your rescue first you use your flair for storytelling to make sure that everybody understands why we are doing this why is it important for the company etc then you you know transfer conviction via some amount of data etc that you gone with yeah you also make sure that they are fully convinced that this is a opportunity worth investing into and the consumer really needs this so therefore you have to uh, demonstrate sufficient consumer centricity and consumer understanding yeah you also have to show genuine interest in what they are, they have to say about the opportunity such that you are able to understand the core uh, basic and include their point of view in framing your uh, final offering or the proposition last but not the least you would have to use a little bit of a psychology principle and recognize the fact that every professional in the company is looking for some amount of sun- sunshine for an opportunity to shine if you look like somebody whose project would help them get some shine on themselves they would want to contribute regardless of whether it is a part of their kra or not but not all projects or not all systems will have the ability to get the company's leadership attention right yeah they won't this is where the marketer's ability comes to the fore a good marketer will be able to convince everybody that my project is the most important project that this organization has ever done yeah at least start with the conviction i'd say yes and it has to be pursued with that kind of urgency that kind of conviction for it to really translate into some kind of reality a lot of the projects will not possibly see the light of the day but that is what the nature of marketing is but if you start with some kind of doubt in your head then only god can help you and let me just preempt what you are about to ask sharan you will certainly ask how does one get better at it yes so what i found sharan is that all of this happens only when you have taken the first effort of establishing a connect with the person on the other side when that person stops being a just a purchase manager and becomes mr x mr ashish mr vishesh mr vishwesh etc for you so you have to recognize that professional is a human being for them to be able to empathize with you work with you and you know contribute to your cause so my advice to all marketers is to at least at the start of your stint write less meet more i've seen enough world war started over email in corporate cultures yes correct so don't write emails listed to 16 people out of which eight are in cc and those are the bosses and you're trying to get their subordinates to work because that's not going to work in the long run if you want your work to get done go meet those eight subordinates they also want to be treated with equivalent amount of respect if not more make them feel like you value them because you genuinely should value them because your job job gets done via them you know that is the first barrier you have to cross so if you want to get better at all of this from this point in specifically in this point i would urge all of you to make personal connect with all your cross functional team members go meet them get to know them on their first name basis and that is how you will succeed right that's that's very true because i think for all that we talk about marketers marketing is one function 
that really doesn't get too much accomplished by themselves. It's always dependent either on, on an internal stakeholder or an external stakeholder. And I think this point makes a lot of sense to say how you need personal equations to get anything done within the marketing system, for the marketing system, rather. That's awesome, Sudeep. These are five ways how a marketer can get better or become a better marketer. And I think it all makes a lot of sense, right? It's about the flair of storytelling. And a lot of marketing is about storytelling anyway. Being comfortable with ambiguity. And I love the point of how you said how you can build confidence by accepting ambiguity to start with. And the role of having to stay grounded and humble enough to acknowledge the consumer at all times and the need to stay curious and capping it all off to be the king without the crown. I love that line. I think all of this makes not just for a better marketer, but actually a better person. Because it does talk about communication, conviction, humility, and teamwork, communication. Again, I'm sure it helps a lot of marketers and it also ends up making better people. I didn't think of it that way. No, but I think it's very, very useful, especially your tips on how you can improve on these five aspects. Thank you for that. Thanks, Shah. Thank you for listening to Corp, conversations on the business of brands with Sudeep Chawla and Sharona Raghavan. Subscribe and learn more at corpcast.net. That's C-O-B-B-C-A-S-T dot net. Thank you.